My name is Professor Rachel Bodell, and you're listening to The Bible in a Year, the story podcast, where we encounter a living God that is calling us to live a life from, with, and for Him. This podcast is designed to help you listen to the one connected story of the Bible and understand it perhaps just a little bit better by learning from biblical scholars that have helped me. We will read the Bible out loud and explore how the one connected story of the kingdom of God is unfolding and how we fit into that story today. This is Day 77, and I'm reading from the NIV version of the Bible, Numbers 31, Deuteronomy 30, and Psalm 116. Numbers 31, the Lord said to Moses, Take vengeance on the Midianites for the Israelites. After that, you will be gathered to your people. So Moses said to the people, Arm some of your men to go to war against the Midianites so that they may carry out the Lord's vengeance on them. Send into battle a thousand men from each of the tribes of Israel. So 12,000 men armed for battle, a thousand from each tribe, were supplied from the clans of Israel. Moses sent them into battle, a thousand from each tribe, along with Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the priest, who took with his articles from the sanctuary and the trumpets for signaling. They fought against Midian, as the Lord commanded Moses, and killed every man. Among their victims were Evi, Rechem, Zer, Hur, and Reba, and the five kings of Midian. They also killed Balaam, son of Bear, with the sword. The Israelites captured the Midianite women and children and took all the Midianite herds, flocks, and goods as plunder. They burned all the towns where the Midianites had settled as well as their camps. They took all the plunder and spoils, including the people and animals, and brought the captives, spoils, and plunder to Moses and Eleazar the priest and the Israelite assembly at their camp on the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. Moses, Eleazar the priest, and all the leaders of the community went to meet them outside the camp. Moses was angry with the officers of the army, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds who returned from the battle. Have you allowed all the women to live? He asked them. They were the ones who followed Balaam's advice and enticed the Israelites to be unfaithful to the Lord in the Peor incident so that a plague struck the Lord's people. Now kill all the boys and kill every woman who has slept with a man, but save for yourselves every girl who has never slept with a man. And anyone who has killed someone or touched someone who was killed must stay outside the camp seven days. On the third and seventh day, you must purify yourselves and your captives. Purify every garment as well as everything made of leaf, goat hair, or wood. Then Eleazar, the priest, said to the soldiers who had gone into battle, This is what is required by the law the Lord gave Moses. Gold, silver, bronze, iron, tin, lead, and anything else that can withstand fire must be put through the fire, and then it will be clean. But it must also be purified with the water of cleansing, and whatever cannot withstand fire must be put through the water. On the seventh day, wash your clothes, and you will be clean. Then you may come into the camp. The Lord said to Moses, You and Eleazar, the priest and the family, head of the community, are to count all the people and animals that were captured. Divide the spoils equally between the soldiers who took part in the battle and the rest of the community. From the soldiers who fought in the battle, set apart a tribute for the Lord— one out of every 500, whether people, cattle, donkeys, or sheep. Take this tribute from their half share and give it to Eleazar and the priest as the Lord's part. 
From the Israelites' half, select one of every fifty, whether people, cattle, donkeys, sheep, or other animals. Give them to the Levites, who are responsible for the care of the Lord's tabernacle. So Moses and Eleazar, the priests, did as the Lord commanded Moses. The plunder remained from the spoils that the soldiers took was 675,000 sheep, 72,000 cattle, 61,000 donkeys, and 32,000 women who had never slept with a man. The half share of those who fought in the battle was 337,500 sheep, of which the tribute for the Lord was 675, 3,600 cattle, of which the tribute for the Lord was 72, 30,500 donkeys, of which the tribute to the Lord was 61, and 16,000 people, of whom the tribute for the Lord was 32. Moses gave the tribute to Eleazar the priest as the Lord's part, as the Lord commanded Moses. The half belonging to the Israelites, which Moses set apart from that of the fighting men. The community's half was 337,500 sheep, 36,000 cattle, 30,500 donkeys, and 16,000 people. From the Israelites' half, Moses selected one out of every 50 people and animals as the Lord commanded him and gave them to the Levites who were responsible for the care of the Lord's tabernacle. Then the officers who were over the units of the army, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, went to Moses and said to him, Your servants have counted the soldiers under our command, and not one is missing. So we have brought as an offering to the Lord the gold articles each of us acquired, armlets, bracelets, signet rings, earrings, and necklaces to make atonement for ourselves before the Lord. Moses and Eleazar the priests accepted from them the gold, all the crafted articles, all the gold from the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds that Moses and Eleazar presented as a gift to the Lord, weighing 16,750 shekels. Each soldier had taken plunder for himself. Moses and Eleazar the priests accepted the gold from the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds and brought it into the tent of meeting as a memorial for the Israelites before the Lord." Deuteronomy 30, when all these blessings and curses I have set before you come on you and you take them to heart wherever the Lord your God disperses you among the nations. And when you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart, and with all your soul, according to everything I commanded you today, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where he scattered you. Even if you have been banished to the most distant land under the heavens, from there the Lord your God will gather you and bring you back. He will bring you to the land that belongs to your ancestors, and you will take possession of it. He will make you more prosperous and numerous than your ancestors. The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and your hearts of your descendants, so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and life. The Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies who hate and persecute you. You will again obey the Lord and follow all his commands I am giving you today. Then the Lord your God will make you the most prosperous in all the work of your hands and in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock and the crop of your land. The Lord will again delight in you and make you prosperous just as he delighted in your ancestors. If you obey the Lord your God and keep his commands and decrees that are written in the book of the law and turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Now, what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so you may obey it. 
See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing, the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live, and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Psalm 116, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I call on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living." I trust in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted, and my alarm I said, everyone is a liar. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Whew, another story of crushing victory. These are hard stories. In this story, it's the response to their participation in leading Israel into Baal worship. I see this echoing back to Genesis 3, where Adam and Eve had been tempted to eat from the tree of knowledge. Among many things, God's response to the one that tempted Eve, the serpent, the agent of chaos, God says in Genesis 3.15 that he is sending the one, a he, which we know is Jesus, through her, which is Eve, to crush the head of the adversary, the agent of chaos, that initiated the temptation that led to Adam and Eve's defection. I think so often in different stories in the Torah, it is somewhat of a retelling of this overall narrative. And one decisive feature, God is the architect of victory and he will totally crush the adversaries that seek to lead his people away from their purpose, the place in which they can thrive and be with him forever. Although there are some details given about who and what to kill and why, Dr. Reynolds points to this as a theological battle. Not that a real one didn't occur, but the theological truth seems to be the point Moses is making. For example, the reason the sexually active women needed to be killed, according to Dr. Reynolds, is explained by pointing back to chapter 25, where the sin was of a sexual nature at Peor in chapter 25, verse 1, and it was actually them that largely led them astray. Dr. Reynolds suggests the young women who were not sexually active may have been spared in this case because they have not sinned, but there's different ideas on this. 
Yet it makes the killing of the boys hard. But in that cultural context, it was common and expected that the boys become warriors and representative warriors to their faith. So I guess that's what they're explaining. Some of these things are really hard. Dr. Reynolds also points out what's notable about this battle is that none of the Israelites died and what they found they gave to the Lord in atonement. I introduced it yesterday, but in review, Deuteronomy 30 is where we see Moses pointing back to chapter 10, where we read about the need for a circumcised heart. And here Moses says, And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring, so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, that you may live. And then in the next verse, we learn how this gracious intervention, as Dr. Miller describes it, will reverse all that has happened. The curses will fall on their enemies, but those that choose another way, God will give them over to what they vow and pledge their hearts to. They will not be written into the story because they opted out. Yet those that accept this gracious intervention and receive a circumcised heart will find that obedience will become more normal. And as Dr. Miller describes, prosperity will be restored. And God will delight once more in blessing his people. This message from Moses is like a prophecy and completely recalibrates the story. It is really cool. And Dr. Miller also points out that Moses is compelling the people to the present moment and to choose life. Blessings or curses make this choice to love, listen, and hold on to God's word and to thrive in the promised land with the one who is your life. Pray for me, I'm praying for you. My prayer is this, found in Philippians 1, 9 through 11, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. What is this fruit? It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Galatians 5, 22 through 24. See you tomorrow.